Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is Chris Stoikos, founder and chief of vision of the Beard Club. Chris, super excited to have you on the show. Appreciate it, Rob. I'm happy to be here, man. It's good to see you've named your podcast out of one of the finer meats available to us here on this earth. I, uh, I get off on some nice organic farm-raised quality bacon cooked nice and rare. So uh, I'm already kind of salivating seeing the name on your mic there. Amen to that. I mean, when I, when I looked back at my journey, I was like, man, if I'm going to go all in on something, what should I do? I was like, well, what are two of the greatest things in life? I'm like bacon and sports. <laughs> Boom <laughs> Here we go. Well said, man. I like it. So can you give a quick overview on who you are and what you do? For sure. Uh, I'm Chris Stoikos. I, uh, I'm known to the the internet as uh, an entrepreneur. That's one of my archetypes that I have heavily embraced over the last decade. I'm also now a father. Uh, I'm also on a pretty cool spiritual journey, which got unlocked about a year ago. So I'd say those are my three and sports uh, for sure. Rocking my leaf bucket there uh, are probably the four pillars of uh, my life. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And um, I built a company called the beard club. Um, we, we started about uh, actually exactly we started four years ago to this month, right around now four years ago in 2015 June is when things started to really take off. And we built an online subscription uh, for men to be able to take care of their bearded needs with some solid product, uh, keep it groomed, keep it tip top shape. And we, uh, we did really well. It's, it's kind of known uh, across the world, uh, although we only ship to North America at this time. Uh, we're going to be expanding internationally soon and things are rolling with it. Why I was excited to talk to you is because one, I'm a fellow beardsman. Uh, I've had a beard for as long as I can remember, so I immediately had that. And then in watching your videos, the way that you market and create very much spoke to me in the, the ethos of how I believe marketing and community building and content should be done. And that's what I wanna start with is your content mindset. And I even saw a video you created that said, Video is the thing that's going to help you grow your business. And for a lot of personal brands as well as other brands, video is a big challenge because I oftentimes think, one, there's very few people who are the internal champion for it. Two, it's harder than creating a tweet. Three, it takes more time. It's more intensive. But what is often missed is the ability to engage and build relationship and allow that brand heartbeat to shine. So take me into your video creating mindset. For sure. So like anything in life, what you put into something is what you're going to get out of it. And while video carries a societal connotation that it's intimidating and hard and tough, so is anything when you haven't done it before. And once you dip your feet into the water, uh, you, you learn quickly and you get rolling with it. With that being said, I believe that video is the way of the future. It's the quickest way to, to touch the most people. And then even more specifically than that, properly uh, a properly orchestrated video with a proper script, with a proper message that has the intention behind what you're looking to create is even more important. 
So with Beard Club and a formula I actually created afterwards called Proven, spelled P-R-O-H-V-E-N, I created a word, a made-up word for each of those letters. And this is a formula that I put together to help people create their own um, viral videos or ripple videos, as I like to say, because I don't believe uh, that in this world we live in that very many shortcuts are real, uh, but proven is a real shortcut. And it allows you to maximize what your business is worth in the quickest amount of time. And with Beard Club, we did around $10 million in our first year of business. And three years later, we had done uh, over $30 million. And we continue to grow all from some very home run firework style starts. So the biggest thing that I'll, I'll share of the formula, the P in proven stands for patterupt made up of two words pattern and interrupt so when you can interrupt somebody's pattern of thinking which you want to do in the first five to ten seconds of a video you can create a healthy subconscious excitement slash fear that if they don't watch the rest of the video they might miss out on something big because they were already um, introduced to something that interrupted their regular pattern of thinking with some shock value so if you were doing something for bacon sports uh, if i was to ram something off my head here and you wanted to create a pattern interrupt uh, you could be sitting down at a a desk wearing a suit in like a corporate environment and say thank you for tuning into my video here I, this life wasn't cut out for me because I realized that a suit and a desk weren't the best two things in the world. And you fire off your suit and you light up like a little dynamite in the background and goes Phew! bacon and sports were the best two things in the world. And you get a uh, behind the scenes, a bat, a baseball bat covered in bacon um, made up. So then the next scene of you is wrapping this bat in bacon and you have it on the barbecue and you're grilling the bacon on this bat. And then you lift up and hit a home run of smashing one of your microphones there that you're holding out of the park to one of your buddies who catches it out in a football field to change up the sport and drop your next line. And, uh, again, that's, that's rough, but you want to come up with something visually and auditorily very appealing that will interrupt somebody's pattern of thinking to negate the typical unconscious scrolling patterns that take place in somebody's mind when they're scrolling on Instagram or Facebook, like friend, like, comment, cool picture, decent video. You want the, whoa, what did I see? And you do that by interrupting typical patterns of thinking. That's the first letter of the formula, which I start all videos with, and then it goes into the rest of it. Well, one, I absolutely love that idea. And it's actually kind of ironic that you give that exact example because immediately before you and I talking right now, I just posted a video on LinkedIn that talked about people ask me, Rob, when did you know the time was right to start bacon sports? And the example that you gave is virtually exactly what it was. I was selling digital advertising at the time. I was great at it, but I didn't wake up every day looking to sling banner ads, text links. So I decided to burn the boats, go all in at making my dreams happen of working in sports and being creative. So, Dude, there's your first line. That exactly, what, re, re, repeat what you said there. What did you say about sling what? 
sling banner ads and text links because that's what I was doing when so this dude, that, that's how you would create a script like to again help the audience here like you want to use your own vocabulary in beard club I, I said like we're going to sell the best beard oil known to mankind like I'm known for I love exaggerative over-the-top statements so I said something that was me you saying that with you that's the first line of a, a viral video for bacon sports you say I'm not here to be in sling things and this and you drop that and it immediately channels your heart like the same way that I randomly came up with that thought is because we're in each other's fields right now, digitally connected. So it, it felt right to say that. And then when you flow with authenticity, that's another major part of these videos, dude, is be authentic and things will go kaboom. So there's a lot we've got to unpack here and let's keep it with the flow with authenticity. So this is something that you hear and see all the time in marketing speak, but one of the biggest things that I always champion against is so many brands don't actually allow their authenticity to shine. And quite frankly, I believe part of it is the mediums of which they choose to market themselves. They're not doing video, they're not doing podcasts, they're not doing live streaming. So to feel a brand heartbeat, you wanna be able to listen to something, to hear something. So all of a sudden, just like you and I talking right now, People can feel that energy. And so often, marketing can be seen as checking off a box. The simple act of creating something becomes the success and not the, listen, what do we stand for? How do we allow our brand authenticity to shine? So can you expand a little bit more upon that? Because I am all on board with you on that. But even though the rest of the market says to do that, I don't see it in practice. Dude, you've teed me up to smash this one out of here. <laughs> Boom, shakalaka. That's what we do. We, um, we have three brains. This is scientific fact. We have a brain in our gut. We have a brain in our heart and a brain in our head. Let's talk about the brain in our head and the brain in our heart. Feeling is the language of the body. Our body knows joy, excitement sadness, fear, anger. All of these are emotions. Emotion stands for energy that's in motion. So when you started getting fired up there and you said, this is how I did this, man. I got out of that business. I knew this was my time to shine. You can literally feel that. I actually felt goosebumps go down a portion of my body. So what happens, tying this back to school, how um, we are talking about, uh, People who get formally educated in the marketing industry by going to school and putting some degrees under their belt so they can have their, their black belt in formal education, you are taught, play it safe. Follow the, the, the fish that are already in the water. Stay within the box. This is how you, you know, you got to do a small test. And then if it works, we'll go a bit bigger. You know, follow the rules, do a market test, ask the crowd what they want. And it's like, dude, I believe that when you operate through the mind, and the language of the mind is thought, okay? Language of the brain and the head is thought. The language of the brain and the heart is feeling. When you operate through feeling, you are automatically put into a channel of being guided through authenticity. Everyone has an authentic heart. A lot of people cover up their heart because they've been hurt. A lot of us were hurt in our childhood for being a standout. A lot of us were hurt in school growing up. A lot of us were hurt in our our jobs, a lot of us were embarrassed at parties. Different things happen that from being your authentic self, we look to create a safety nest 
in our feelings of our body. So we close off our feelings and that's when you meet people that, you know, the saying that person wears their heart on their sleeve. Well, damn man, we, we all need to be wearing our heart on our sleeve. We'd be living in a very feeling based society rather than a very mind based society. Because the second thing about the, the language of the mind and the language of the heart is that the language of the heart comes first. It is ahead of the mind. So all thought in the head is attached to a feeling somewhere in the body. So when we are getting into our overanalyzed thinking and think, is this going to work? Oh, we're going to test that. Oh, I'm going to do that. Oh, I think this is going to be good. Is this too much risk? This is not enough risk. And all these different things that go on in your thought, we create reality with our thoughts. So if your thoughts are counterintuitive to each other and you're going through some cognitive dissonance, which is when you hold on to two beliefs that are conflicting with one another, you're completely bypassing the emotion that is sitting in the love within the authentic person that you are and that I am and that everyone listening to this podcast right now is because we all have an authentic self. We are basically putting our most beautiful, incredible gifts that are aligned with who we are in our soul underneath the friggin' rug so we can light up something that's safe and that some dusty professor told us in class so that he could get his paycheck from his safe mind, not from his authentic heart. I've got a way that I actually work on authenticity and wearing your heart on your sleeve. So you teed this bad boy right up for me. One of the things that I do every day is I meditate for seven minutes and I've got a flow that I go through the same things that I do every single time. And one of them that I do is I think to myself, I lead with my heart and I actually visualize my heart coming out of my chest and it's a constant reminder for me to allow my emotions to come out, to be a leader, because I believe so much in the authenticity of being myself and the content that I create and living and being my brand, because there's so many facades in social media and in everyday interaction that I would love to be the complete opposite of that and quite frankly, I'm cool with being vulnerable about it because sometimes you as a leader, you need to be the first one to step towards the fear to show others, you know what, this is okay, I'm there with you. Dude, okay, let's roll with this on the authenticity train. Let's break the norm of what a podcast is and I would love to lead the listeners through a very simple uh, two minute meditation. Um, whoever's listening, Let's roll with this. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out slowly through your mouth. On your next breath in, imagine the energy that you bring in through your nose being lifted all the way up your spine to the top of your head. And when you breathe out, the energy is going to go all the way back down your spine. Now I want you to go back and I want you to go back to your childhood and I want to picture, I want you to picture what something that you loved in your childhood. Was it a sport? Was it a game? Was it something you said you wanted to do when you grew up? Feel into your inner child, bypassing any thoughts in your mind right now. And you can do that by doing what Rob said. And you can put one of your hands right now over your heart. And imagine your heart coming out of your chest. So as your heart comes out of your chest, your hand's going to have to move off your chest a bit. Breathe into that heart being off of your chest. And connect with the younger version of yourself. 
the child version of yourself and ask them what brings them joy. Now we're looking to get three things out of this. The first thing we want to find out from our inner child is what song did they like to listen to? The second thing is what was their favorite thing? What was your inner child's favorite thing to do on a, a daily or a weekly basis? And thirdly, what was one of your favorite outfits to wear when you were younger? And now we're going to come back to our center. You can place your hand on your belly as we take one more deep breath into our belly. And one more breath that is going to be easy to do since we're probably all in our own space. And you're going to make a big sound when you let out this breath with a ha. Ah. So big in through the nose. Ha. Ah. Coming back to the now here, we'll open up the eyes. Uh, Rob, I'd love, dude, if you want to carry on the vulnerable train. Um, did you get a song, an outfit, and something you love to do when you were younger. Yeah, it's right on point. So for me, what I visualized was when I was growing up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, we had a basketball hoop in our backyard, but it was only large enough to fit a free throw line because immediately behind that was a giant cliff. So I used to shoot hoops in my backyard nonstop. And through that, the favorite thing that I loved to wear was jerseys, the old school champion jerseys. We're talking Chris Weber, Warriors, Grant Hill, Pistons. And then I also visualized what I enjoyed doing. And I enjoyed collecting cards, baseball, basketball, and football cards. And I went into that moment, and it was very much the summertime, which is very – uh, on brand for right now, it's June 25th. So I just, I just visualized this almost being what 25 or 30 years prior. Now what songs playing in the background while you're doing all that hammer time by MC hammer. So now taking what you've shared with us, Robin, with the rest of the listeners, the single, I believe I strongly believe this. I don't even believe this is an opinion. I believe this is a friggin' spiritual truth being rained down from the source of this gorgeous universe we live in. The single most powerful thing that anybody can do, which I've been doing for this last year, is for you, Rob, to get on eBay and find that exact net or something as close to it as possible that you had when you were younger. Get online and buy whoever's jersey you were wearing with the favorite one imaginable whether it's peeling a few of those cards off the gorgeous backdrop behind your mug right now or buying some online and then getting hammer time pumping in the background and getting outside before you do this to set an intention to yourself and say my intention when I go outside to start lighting up some free throws on this hoop, which is the only shot you can play on this thing, while music is pumping in the background, I'm holding my cards, feasting my big childhood smile on them, holding my championship jersey like a boss 
is to allow more information and more inspiration to come through my heart as to what steps I want to take next in my life. So by re putting your, by doing the exercise we've all done and hopefully everyone got something out of it. Mine was wearing overalls, um, going to garage sales and listening to a song called, uh, if I blue, da, ba, dee, da, ba, die. So I've actually done this recently put on my overalls. I wake up on Saturday morning. I look for local garage sales and pump that song in the car. Um, and you can do this exercise many times and you'll get different answers. Cause we all had, um, different things happen in our childhood is when you go back in and you do this with these items, put yourself re-immersed in there. What two things will happen? The first thing that will happen is your life will get dreamy. You'll start to think of ideas that Oh my gosh, I could do this. I could add this to my business. Somebody who's in a job they don't want to be in, I could go and do this and you'll start to feel excitement. And then the second thing will happen. You'll start to feel fear and the fear, which stands for false evidence appearing real, which is nothing more than the monkey mind attempting to tell you not to do something will pop up. It'll feel in your body and your job is to say, thank you fear for letting me know how great I'm about to be and how much I'm about to change my life by taking the ideas that came through me, by putting myself back into my inner child's beautiful sanctuary, and I'm ready to run with that, take one step at a time, refocus, reground, and let the beautiful new path unfold that I'm creating. I absolutely love that. And I highly recommend that everybody do this because one thing that I've learned over the years is implementing at the speed of instruction that when you're someone who is a lifelong learner, you're going to hear a lot of uh, things that have helped people along on their journeys. And the majority of people aren't going to take action on them, but then there's going to be the high achievers who do. And guess what? A crazy thing happens when you do some of the things that people teach you like this, you're going to get the positive benefits from them. So when people say, Rob, Chris, how do you be successful? How do you get to where you are? You need to have a mindset of seeing things and immediately taking action, AKA implementing at the speed of instruction. Dude, I've never heard that. I've heard the speed of light, the speed of sound, the, the speed of whatever, but the speed of instruction is pure genius. Because the other thing that people will be inclined to do after listening about this is instead of going to do it yourself, you go home and tell everyone what you heard on this podcast. And you immediately start draining the will and the energy box that you need to do it yourself. So that before you go and spread the word about this awesome idea and how much you know you'll get out of it, do it yourself. Get out what you're going to get out of it. And then by all means, sing the friggin' praises from the rooftops and light up your family and friends with your vocal cords filled with truthful bliss. But do not go and talk about this before you do it because it will lessen your chances of taking action like Rob is so gracefully shared. I, I agree 100%. And there's something special that happens when you've done it, not just talking about it because so many people talk about, oh, there's this thing that I want to do. Or there's the people that say, I just had this experience that I would love to share with you what happened or what I learned. Well said, man. So there's so many more things that we can talk about, but there's one more that I want to get to, which was sort of when we talked about the authenticity and the way that this unfolded was such a natural transition and it is standing out and being unique. And I love that you took us through that visualization and meditation exercise 
because normal is boring and I like unique people who have a specific point of view and mindset and way of doing things. And when looking at a personal brand or even a business brand, being unique and standing out is something that is so paramount in this era in which there is so much noise and things fighting for our attention. And can you speak a little bit more about your thoughts on standing out and being unique? Yeah. Um, I'll give another exercise that we can all do on our, our own time because this is actually going to allow everybody to become more unique. So as we were talking here, um, what I felt in my heart and what brought me joy was Christopher lead this podcast through a quick meditation, do the inner child thing that you know works because it's going to be awesome. That's what my heart said. Then my mind simultaneously was going, dude, fix your posture a bit, lower your voice, act cool, go into your thoughts. This is a podcast. It's going live out to the world. You know, you want to follow the format. Um, there, there's a format that works. Don't, don't get to the side of the box. Keep yourself safe. So I noticed my mind that could have given a very different answer and said something, you know, Rob, yeah, thanks for the question, man. Let me get back and answer that. And I noticed my heart that felt the joy. So step one is to ask your heart how it wants to be unique and how, what, it, what it wants to do. We all have this in our heart. It's so easy to ask. I'm not saying to act on it. Ask. Then notice what we've all been chosen, what we've all been programmed to choose our mind, which also has its own. So that the goal here is that in order to be more unique in your personal life, your business life, your every aspect of life is to take what your heart's saying, take what your mind's saying, step one, and see them both on the canvas of life. See them both in your, your third eye. Close your eyes and feel the, the two realities. And then know that life is all about choices. I believe that we are living in an infinite, not universe, uni meaning one and verse um, talking about a song. We're living in a multiverse, multiple songs. There are multiple realities. And you give yourself the chance, the proven chance to shift into a reality that's going to serve your heart by seeing the two options that are being presented and mindfully using your willpower and your heart to choose the road less traveled, to choose your heart. And you better know that it is going to bring up fear. The language of the body, the fear will come out of your cells. Us being programmed with fear and with shame since we were young to you know, walk in line and follow the rules and don't break them and do this and that, that's going to get ejected from your body. So when we cry, we let out a big cry. We get pissed off and you're playing sports. You break your stick over the net. The anger comes out. The tears come out. The sadness comes out. So when you choose your heart, the fear is going to come out. Know this, go in with courage. Cur is the sound of the heart and age is the age of the heart, which is now. So make that sound and go with the courage into your heart. Watch the fear eject and you will become more unique, more successful, more happy, more aligned, more joyful, and more expansive to yourself and everybody around you. Absolutely love that. And I've got something that the listener can do to work on courage. And this is something that I picked up along my journey from Tony Robbins. And it deals with cold showers. And it's something where every day 
he goes and takes a cold shower or something along those lines. And there's actual physical benefits that happen in your body. It speeds up metabolism or some stuff. I just sort of take it for it helps in some ways. I'll just leave it at that. But the next thing that he said is when you turn the shower on cold, I want you to yell courage. So what I've done for the last few years is I take my regular shower and then I turn the water as cold as it gets. And I actually yell courage, courage as I get my entire body wet. And then I spin around twice. And while the entire thing is happening, I go courage and then it's done. And then I turn it back and do the rest of my shower. And this may only take me 10 seconds to do so. But guess what? You know how many times it has sucked to turn that water on cold? 100% of the time. So when I yell courage, it takes courage for me every single time to turn that water on cold and to feel that discomfort. And the reason you do this, it's a microdose of getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Because I think we would all say, hey, would it be a good thing to have more courage in our lives? We would all be like, yeah, of course I would want more courage. Great. How in the world are you going to consciously work on the courage side of yourself every single day? So this is a very simple practice. So the next time you jump into the shower, turn it on cold. And I don't care if it's just for five seconds, just spin around once and you yell courage. And I promise you that this works. But where does this now manifest itself? Well, courage can come in all different forms. It can be as simple as Chris deciding to lead a meditation on a podcast for a guy that he just met instead of going down the normal path. And that took courage for him to do. Or when I emceed my first digital marketing conference, having never done that before, that takes courage. It takes courage to wake up early. It takes courage to lead with your heart. There's so many different opportunities for courage, it comes in so many different forms. And the more that you get comfortable being uncomfortable and walking towards the fear, the more that's gonna become your new normal. So for me, I do it every single time I'm in the shower and I've held myself accountable to this because if I wanna be more courageous, I believe in the practice, so I'm gonna do it. So here's what I want you to do, take action. The next time you take a shower, turn that bad boy on cold, spin around once, and yell courage as many times as you want. And you can be primal at this. Sometimes if my wife is sleeping, I'll just say it in my mind. But the preference is say it out loud. Let it go and yell courage. And then let me know what happens. Genius on all levels, Rob. I see a poster that says a microdose of getting uh, the practice of uh, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, Rob Cressy. Um, Cause yeah, the cold showers are genius and they actually will release fear from your body and um, it gets easier. 10 seconds the first time, challenge yourself then 15, 20. I went in my lake today before this podcast, dude, two hours ago, I was in a freezing cold lake up in Canada um, for about three minutes and my whole body, you're in it, it sucks. And then when you come out of the cold lake or the cold shower, you feel, you feel like a, um, you feel great. You feel courageous. Chris, I absolutely love doing this podcast with you. We're like two peas in a similar pod. <laughs> Where can people connect with you? For sure. I appreciate that. Uh, ChristopherStoikos.com. 
C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-S-T-O-I-K-O-S.com. Uh, you can contact me through my site there. Uh, on my blog page of my website, The Proven Formula is there, free for download, so that everyone can tap into their inner genius. Uh, and lastly, thebeardclub.com. Get the facial locks flowing from your face. Contrary to popular belief, every man on the planet right now is growing a beard, whether they realize it or not. And your beard is longer right now than it was when you started listening to this podcast. So nourish the freedom that wants to flow from your face with our goodness stuff. And it's uh, about it, man. Thank you, Rob. As always, I would love to hear from you about this episode. Holy smokes, Batman, is there a lot to unpack for you to share your experience of what it was like listening to this? Did it cause you to think or take action? If it did, please let Chris and myself know. You can hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn at Rob Cressy, and I'll share anything good that gets sent in. As always, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Sports Marketing Huddle, the number one thing you can do to support us is tell your friends about it. We believe in organic growth, and if you get value out of the free podcast we deliver, then we'd appreciate if you share on social media. If you're looking for some creative sports marketing resources, you can sign up for my newsletter at robcressy.com. I drop bite-sized nuggets of wisdom to get your juices flowing. 